Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. In this episode, join a panel made up of those who love David Fincher's 1999 cult classic Fight Club, those who hardly remember it, and someone seeing it for the first time. Together we argue about whether Fight Club translates to new, modern, and female audiences. Along the way you'll get spoilers for Fight Club, the novel by Chuck Palahniuk, as well as its film adaptation, Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, Mission to Mars, A Beautiful Mind, The Dark Knight, Jaws, 12 Monkeys, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Seven, American Psycho, the novel and its film adaptation, Karate Kid, The Social Network, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. So think back to 1999, right? a year when a movie called Fight Club hit hit movie theaters. Yeah, the the big Y2K scare and Fight Club. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, at that time, the Fight Club was released to minimal enthusiasm. In fact, critics really hated it. And over time, it garnered something of a cult following. And now it's one of those things where most humans have seen Fight Club or anyone who likes movies quite a bit. Most people that like movies quite a bit have seen Fight Club at some point. And people that really love movies, a lot of them have a soft spot in their heart for Fight Club. But you know how you always have one of these friends in your group, or you're one of these people yourself, that you love movies, you see lots of movies, but there's one or two movies that are strangely missing from your repertoire. I got a lot of flack because I said in a few episodes back that I've never seen a single Bourne movie. Yeah. I've never seen a single Jason Bourne movie ever. And I like movies quite a bit. And everyone's like, what the heck? And I I don't know. I just somehow missed those and never got back around to them. Well, um, we are hanging around with our good friend Bethany Allen, who's on the show tonight. Bethany. Hello. And, uh, (laughs) and, you know, we get to talking about Fight Club every now and then because uh, some of us here on the show this evening actually love Fight Club quite a bit. It it would be one of our, some of our favorite movie ever made and we said bethany you should see fight club at some point and she said correct me if i'm wrong bethany but you said yeah i i should i always hear people say mention fight club Uh yeah that's what i said so i said well well, (laughs) we'll come over let's watch fight club and maybe we'll record our thoughts on it on it'd be so fun to watch it with someone who's never seen it so a bunch of us got together this evening to enjoy fight club for the first or umpteenth time um bethany was here obviously patrick was there i was there matt hughes I was there also. And we have a new friend on the show tonight. Oh, Our friend. New friend. New friend. Welcome. Our friend Eric Tabanowski, who we call Tab. Yes, that is me. And I have to specify because I assume that as the show unfolds, we'll only call him Tab. So if I set you up as Eric and then we say Tab, people are going to be like, who is this person? It's very confusing. Notice yeah. thing we're talking about soda. Yeah, and we've floated you comfortably onto the show because everyone else is familiar. You're the new face, so you've got a lot to prove. Oh but wow. at the same time, you know, we'll do the hard work. We can do, yeah, we'll do the heavy lifting. Oh, You're fine. Good, you can good. coast on this one. We'll see, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, uh, Tab was doing yard work and listened to a bunch of episodes <laughs> of You Hate Movies, right? Oh, yes, I think four. Four, <laughs> four <laughs> straight movies. That's too That's many back to back. In a row. <laughs> You're going to uh, space them out. <laughs> but now you, you know, you've got your paradigm all set up for you. You kind of know what happens and what doesn't happen on the show, and you're ready. I, I, th- I think so. Now, w- w- out of those ep- those four episodes that you listen to while you're mowing the grass or whatever it is that Tab does when he's doing <laughs> yard work, what stood out to you, uh, you know, about the show? What motif was like? Oh, this is this is funny. I, well, I love the passion that you all have. <laughs> I think he's talking about me. <laughs> oh well, yeah the the podcast about sleepless in Seattle and you uh, you got me. I really was. Uh, yeah, Tab had a lot of very supportive things to say to me after that, which I really appreciated because uh, I felt cornered. <laughs> I, I believe Didn't I remember saying that they uh, had they a pretty strong argument. Yeah, but you <laughs> said they put me in a corner. Well, yeah, they and did. And so I felt like that with was supportive. Our, with our smarts and our yeah. wit okay. and our... You know what? That was a very supportive statement in okay. the moment. I'm trying to build <laughs> That's what you needed. Well, <laughs> it's what I needed. I thought... You guys are already going out of way and you understood. started talking about the movie. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was glad he was here, but now yeah. I don't know. Tab, no. tab observed <laughs> that uh, it, seemed, it seemed evident that you hadn't thought about... <laughs> What we mentioned about you because I was caught up in the movie because <laughs> I'm a good movie goer. <laughs> so I like to imagine you that. are. Do you have like a? Were you mowing the grass when you were doing yard work? I was raking leaves. Raking leaves. And, uh, wow, yeah, in that's, June. Yeah, that's, that's good. A lot of that kind of stuff. Gloves. 
No. No gloves. Oh, man, no just shoes. risking the blisters. Shoes. Shoes. out there in the cool, you know, the cool noon of the Pacific Northwest, yeah, just in chuckling to himself. <laughs> they sure got <laughs> Bethany exactly over there. That's exactly too. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he was feeling more supportive, probably. Maybe. Maybe when he heard you make a... Did you make good points on that show? Or oh, my gosh. <laughs> all, I know, all I know is when you all threw out the argument of the twistedness of the story and how she can do whatever she wants to whoever, guys, it was you were having a hard time. It was very we emotionally it taxing. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. ruined it. I, and I, I hate that you feel no remorse. It's kind of annoying to me. But, you know, this isn't just a tangent. It's actually, it seems like I, we haven't discussed it in full and we only watched the movie moments ago. But it seems like it's a great setup for this evening because now, you know, that was you against the world. That how, That's how <laughs> yeah. you've got mail. Yeah. Up. And it seems <laughs> like maybe now it might be you against the world. So I think so. Uh, we'll, we'll parse it out over the course of the next, you know, however many minutes. But just right now, show your cards. And what was your experience like watching Fight Club for the first time? Uh, well, my eyes were covered for most of it. Because I couldn't handle all the male, the just human flesh bashing. <laughs> <laughs> intolerable. And, um, and I'm still like, what is that movie? <laughs> what is it? It's so, what is it? That's what I, and I just can't wait. I'm really sitting here to get answers. Okay. It, was, it was a joy. I don't know what just happened in there. Okay. <laughs> and I, I just feel disappointed disappointed oh, i really thought it was gonna be like a you know like a hook kind of i knew it wasn't gonna be hook but like how you <laughs> a boy and a girl can watch hook and really enjoy it i was hoping that i could watch fight please, club and enjoy it please elucidate for us how in the world you had any any expectation that this movie would okay. be at all similar to steven spielberg's <laughs> hook <laughs> okay maybe not hook specifically but maybe like a born movie which you haven't seen but like a boy and a girl can like that movie at the same oh. time even though there's like kick them and so all you, that stuff. you heard along the way that this was a movie that resonates with the male psyche and you were thinking of it as a, yeah. a boy movie in that sense yeah i was like oh this is a boy movie and because like i think any dude most dudes in my life have always talked about like yeah we'll fight club and blah 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 and so i was like oh okay i get it like i have seen you know how to lose a guy in 10 days like <laughs> to the point where i've memorized it like i, I was like okay that's your okay. how to lose sure. a guy crawl the warrior yeah king, king yeah so, <laughs> so I thought, oh, okay, I can, I'm like good though at enjoying movies. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. You are. So I felt like I'd be good at enjoying this one and I just hoped for a little bit more. You know, uh, you bring up an excellent point. Fight Club is almost uh, the, the godfather of the You've Got Mail universe. It's a hundred. I was thinking that the whole time. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the go to the mattresses where, mm -hmm. you, where you're like, you got to lose all the hope in the world. That's right. Yeah. Before you can become a man <laughs> <laughs> or whatever this, this delusion yeah, is talking about. There it is. Somebody help it. me. It. <laughs> because I love and respect all of you in this room and I am oh, mystified. Thanks, <laughs> okay. Well, let's, before we start to unpack the perspective here, Patrick, can you give us a short take on your experience first time and over over your history of with Fight Club in a paragraph? Uh, the first time I saw it was at a... I went to college for a year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I only did a year and a half. You're fine. So, And, and then in universities, they usually have pre-screenings for movies that come out that, that they don't know if they're going to do well, and we got Fight Club. So Yeah, they pulled us. They you, pulled you us, You had to yeah. fill out the paper afterward about what you thought about it. Cool. So we saw a poster with Brad Pitt and Soap, and that's all we knew about it, so we went to go see it because it was free, and came out, and it was five out of five, top five, one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right out of the gate. Right out of the gate, felt. and it's still held strong You know, it's 15 years later or whatever it is now. Patrick. Matt Hughes also has strong, positive feelings. About yeah, I, uh, I saw, I didn't see... Fight Club in theaters, there's no way I was going to get to go see an 18-rated movie or the R equivalent in England. Can you tell us more about your rating system in England? Yeah, it goes U for Universal, PG, 12, 12A, which is like a PG-13, like 12 advisory, 15, 18. It's uh, just their ages. 
and yeah. it just it, but it so basically there's this weird thing where some R-rated movies will be 15s and some will be 18s depending on how they cross the are bond. these are these decided by a faceless yeah board it's like called the it's the it's the bbfc the right. british broadcasting film creditation i made that up i don't know what it says for <laughs> <laughs> but those are the initials, and there's the a man named so David Cook whose signature is on all of those. Like, so he has a name. We know who he is. He's the president of that board. Is it in, enforced with any, you know, regularity? Are are even our 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 rated movies? They don't usually enforce those at box offices. For an 18, you have to show ID. They won't let you in. Like if you d- across the board. Across the board, it's to. like buying a drink. Like okay. you have to like show some kind of England, photo man. ID. Yeah, so I wasn't going to sneak into that. So I saw it first in the year 2000 when I graduated high school. And then um, I've watched it, I was saying earlier, I think I've watched it at least twice every year since then. And it is my favorite movie of all time. Wow. So does that mean that uh, we we have a conflict of interest, don't we? Because it's not the movie that's projected over your face on the You Hate Movies It isn't. Website. I... I uh, I chose Ferris Bueller because that has a precious space in my heart. That's okay. probably like number two. All right. Yeah. Ferris fair. Isn't yours face behind Fight Club? No. Fight Club's not taken? I need to no, it's have mine. Oh, there you go. I knew it was one of y'all's. Maybe that's why I couldn't have it. You got to the movies first. It could be. Now, Tab, everything's riding on you. First time on the show. What's your experience with Fight Club? My experience with Fight Club. Thank you for setting me up for that. I really feel uh, confident. You're welcome. <laughs> um, my experience was I saw it uh, when it came out in the theaters in 99, graduating high school, young guy. Uh, and this was my second time. So Whoa, that, yeah. you haven't seen it? No. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How much, how much was still in your memory? Uh, a few things. that I <laughs> Was the dong? <laughs> Some of the offensive things <laughs> yeah. were still. I honestly feel like I didn't catch that. Like, <laughs> well, it's part of the most gag. of the time. Yeah. Okay. It's it is fast. Right. Yeah, that. Um, yeah. Uh, one of the things I remembered about this movie that I it was kind of cool watching it the second time that the whole story about this you thinking it's one thing and then it's you realize it's not. So it was kind of cool to kind of revisit that again. Did you um, remember that that was coming? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did, and it still was like. Oh, right. Oh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like yeah. figuring it out as you go, even though you know what happens. But it was, yeah. Wow, that's really, I didn't, I didn't, re- oh, you're, Bethany's crossing her eyes at me. So, <laughs> you, you uh, very peacefully, the peacemaker I know you to be, mm. e- evaded wow. uh, a solid position on the goodness or badness of Fight Club. Mm-hmm. What's your take on it? Well, we're all friends here. I we're friends here. I, I mean, the podcast is us arguing. So hey, well, the the story I thought was great. I feel like what I what I've noticed is from then and now my palate's kind of changed. Sure. So um, mm-hmm. I could done without a couple of those uh, things. Yeah, I it's, remember. A, it's a crass movie. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, story, I thought the story was it's cool. It's amazing how you can go from thinking this one story and then end up confused. Yeah. By the end, waiting for it's people to tell you about it. It's a disequilibration. Let me be clear. Can I say what I think about Fight Club before you start okay. pooping on it? I'm not pooping on it. I okay. would go Before ahead. you squeeze the lemon, let me give my take. I wasn't, I'm not going to squeeze the lemon. No, I'm just Sounds kidding. Like it's part of the arguing thing. Oh, I saw the uh, Fight Club at the pre-screening with Patrick. In Statesboro. Yeah. I knew even less because he said there was a poster with Brad Pitt <laughs> holding soap. So you had How a verbal description of what he'd seen visually. Were you 18? Oh, no. No, you were 99. He was 15, yeah. 16. And, uh, and I was thinking, that was neat. We had gone to some pre-screenings at his uh, university before, and they were usually quite bad, honestly. We, s- we saw an audience screening of a movie called Mission to Mars. Yeah, <laughs> it was bad. Which was just laughably oh. bad. And I left some bad comments on that card, people. I'd oh, like to think shoots. the studio made some changes because of me, but <laughs> I haven't seen it since. <laughs> you didn't um, revisit? Yeah, but Fight Club wasn't like that. And you know what? The weird, the weird thing is we left thinking, whoa, what was that? I've never seen anything like that in my life. I've never seen such. Uh, at that time, I'd never seen anything so offbeat and strange which with such a strong philosophical agenda that seemed to be like kind of foggy i was like it seemed like it was communicating several different things i'm not sure i understand all of them but some of it resonates with me and is it a satire is it supposed to be funny Mm. is it black comedy or is it like meant to be 
really as dark as it seems to be. Um, and because of the the twist, which some have argued is a is a kind of a uh, a conventional thing to do the split personality disorder, but I didn't see it coming, and I thought, wow, that's really neat, and it, you know, it's making me reevaluate everything I'd seen up until that point in real time watching it. So I left pretty excited about it. I watched it again on VHS. <laughs> As when you it, do in 99. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's true. And I remember thinking, oh, wow, this is still great. It was exciting to get to see a second round of it knowing the twist. You right. Know, it was one of those movies. Um, and then it was the first film I ever saw on DVD. We got a DVD player for my dad for Christmas. And we told <laughs> my mom was like, what should we get uh, for him to watch on DVD? And we said, Fight Club. Because <laughs> we were thinking that'd be great if we only had a fake dad Christmas yeah. present. Yeah. And he was like, why'd y'all give me this weirdo movie? <laughs> but... <laughs> I remember putting in that DVD copy of Fight Club after having a VHS for so long that the cardboard's all you yep. know deteriorated, and uh, thinking this this looks incredible. Oh, <laughs> of course, the DVD just blew my mind to see it in like widescreen and yep. everything. So clear. And uh, over time, it's uh, it's one of those movies that for me, uh, even tonight, I've I've probably seen it a dozen times or something like that, close to that. And I I notice new little things about David Fincher is one of if not my favorite director. Yeah. And uh, his his visual style is very specific, uh, and it's just a joy one to watch his movies in general and to appreciate them as part of the Fincher pantheon. Fight Club is probably the crown jewel of the Fincher pantheon up there so. with something like Seven. Right. Um, and it, because it shows off the things that are so deliberately David Fincher yep. in so many ways, you know? Yep. Uh, but it's also really fun to watch with a mixed audience. You know, sometimes you watch a movie that is offensive or is dark or is graphic with a mixed audience, and it's just a miserable experience. Because if, if somebody has a small, th- you know, and to no fault of their own, but if they just don't particularly enjoy over-the-top things or if they're easily offended you're just constantly like uncomfortable for them like do you want me are you you don't like seeing this guy get punched in the face i can turn it off but then it's also nice to be reminded of the visceral reaction that some movies pack you know and then like i've seen that scene of uh edward norton absolutely obliterating jared leto so many times that i know in my head frame for frame what's going to happen and i know that the last frame of him spitting his teeth out is coming and it does nothing to me anymore. But I remember being shocked by it. And tonight when Bethany was so upset, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it feels like. To I know see she that gave awful. me back some of my humanity <laughs> <laughs> with her reaction. You resensitized us. Yeah. Oh thank you. Boy. You can just see her cringing with each sound. The sounds yeah. are so good. <laughs> so good. And you know the what's, sound what's interesting, that Bethany, is, is that is a heavily cut uh, version of that scene. That scene got them an uh, NC-17 rating from the MPAA, so they had to cut it down severely. So all the shots, the slow-mo shots of the the audience slowly like turning on the fight to get upset were put in to cover up extra shots of his face being pummeled Yeah, because it was so graphic that they were like, no, this, this mm-hmm. won't make it. That's a good call. Yeah. Right but you call. can watch the uncut version on the Blu-ray in a deleted scene if mm-hmm. you'd like to see a different... Just more of Jared Leto <laughs> getting wailed on. So aside from being grossed out by the fights, yeah. what what else <laughs> was... What was going through your head as you're watching this thing? It's a weird movie. The, the truth is, like at the beginning, and this is where I think I'm having a hard time because I respect everyone at this table, <laughs> but again... I don't know if you do anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I think maybe we lost some of that the, tonight. And <laughs> even the people I know of who've seen this movie i'm like Mm -hmm. these are respectable very intelligent decent people (laughs) (laughs) but i think like and and i don't mean that to be weird but i'm trying to understand i can't tell if it's like because i have and i don't know how offensive i don't really care i mean i care but i don't tonight i don't care like (laughs) that i have a girl brain and i it's functioning (laughs) like a girl and i'm watching this and i'm going okay like i think it's a cool idea that you're saying everyone's kind of sissified because men the dads didn't step up yep. and so they're they're like we're taking back our our man man stuff our manatee or whatever we're calling it <laughs> masculinity our masculinity our then but then the very thing that ed norton says is like we're all like i'm 30 but i'm a little boy mm-hmm. basically and then i'm like so you you have this great revelatory moment or whatever and you say you don't you know you're all of a sudden taken back because you got emasculated by whatever. And I get that. It's like really valid to me. And I'm like, that's a very good 
sociopolitical statement or whatever. What I'm struggling with is like, then you proceed to act like babies. Mm-hmm. You act like children. You're just smashing each other's face in because it feels good. And you're stealing crap because it feels good. You're blowing up crap because you're four. Like, and that makes me so annoyed. I'm like, what are you doing? You're not being men. This isn't manhood. This is like you being children. And is like, you're so, there's no like evolution of your you know like of your maturity or your manhood even though you had this great moment so i'm i'm in the room thinking what are you connecting with (laughs) i'm sitting here thinking like i don't understand because that's not how you guys are i mean you're i mean obviously you're not punching each other's face and i get the concept of like it feels good to be a man to like throw the tv away and feel the dirt in our hands or something (laughs) like i get that i'm like i really do appreciate that i think there's so much value in it but i am not Sure, like, so so that part of the movie was like very. It's I, I just need to hear from you. Well, you know, you, you know what this sounds like to me. Uh huh. Someone who really understood the movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. You really nailed well, it. Well, I'm I really mean, proud shit, of myself then because I'm in. I'm incited to be so frustrated, and then I'm like, th- I saw a beautiful mind. Like, I'm totally into the personality twist thing, <laughs> <laughs> which I was already starting to think like, oh, this is a little bit weird. This guy's a little bit. Here and then, and even <laughs> early on, when she was like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh, he's not real. This sucker is not real," which is fine. But I, there was no, there's no resolution in the movie, which is infuriating to me. And you said to hear you talk about your first experience is really helpful, like foggy, and I'm not sure what just happened, and over the top crap, and you still blew up the buildings, and it's still not real manhood. Am I getting with the... And so what is the inspirational th- moment for men? I All the men I love who like this movie, what is it? it? What are you drawn to? If I may. Please do. Somebody. Uh, I mean, am I sound like a crazy person? No, no. not at all. You sound like you have a very accurate interpretation <laughs> yeah. of the film. Yeah, spot on. Message, I would have to hate to speak for either Mr. Polinick or Mr. Fincher, but it seems to me that you have you, the movie's a very unreliable and mixed you know it's an unreliable narrator and the message is mixed at best if not outright contradictory so it's funny that later on in its life fight club kind of experienced this it reviled initially critics hated it for the reasons that bethany's citing so and those are legitimate reasons to dislike the movie it it does have a complicated and messy sort of overt philosophical thing going right. on right um, and they were like, oh, it's gross, and that's not what, uh, you know, masculinity is about. And I was thinking, well, well, sure, but, you know, th- don't you see that that's what the movie's saying? At least that was my personal take on it. So then, What's it, was it saying? Well, it was hated for that reason, right? Then eventually it finds an audience with, you know, people who, who knows why everyone liked it, but it initi- uh, eventually finds uh, a cult following, and then it eventually starts to get hated on again. Like if you go and watch, say, the Honest trailer for Fight Club right. or you read critiques of Fight Club now that are quite different than the initial ones, they say things like, oh, these lame wads that thought they were so cool by rebelling, but really they, you know, the movie's stupid and now frat guys hang posters of Fight Club on their wall. And I think that that's kind of the fun, the comedy of the movie. The the movie has an you know, on one hand a very like um kind of anti social thing going on with the uh, you know, Chuck Polnick wrote and I don't want to get too far into the all this uh mumbo jumbo. But Chuck Polnick was trying to it was his first novel, he's trying to write a book in a tradition that's uh you know, uh transgressive literature so you have a protagonist who rebels against society by doing something that's uh grotesque or out of the ordinary and he was following in line with oh those are all the books he read i'm going to write a book like that he writes fight club he gets adapted into this movie but he's got this weird nihilistic spin on things so right even in even in these like men which the, you know the movie is obviously framed toward a generation of fatherless disenfranchised men mm-hmm. who are suddenly realizing that they have no like grasp on who they are, they have no um, way to realize the dreams that they were promised, so they rebel against society that's created them or whatever, and they do it by fighting each other initially, and then they do it by, you know, mischief, basically, or just pranking people. And and bullying people. And bullying people. But there's these few little key moments in the movie, or few little lines in the movie that I think shed some kind of tongue-in-cheek light on what the movie's actually saying, where... 
um, you have Edward Norton's character saying that at the end of the fight, nothing, nothing's resolved, but nothing matters. And, uh, and you have these, these bits of where Edward Norton, who's, who's orchestrating Project Mayhem and behind all this stuff, also can't get his head around it and thinks that it's ridiculous. They're not doing anything and, and people are dying and it's, it's all pointless. So ev- even the exercise in reclaiming their own masculinity is, a, is an exercise in futility. It's pointless because of exactly what Bethany's saying. They are trying to get a hold of some sense of lost masculinity by being babies, by being like Edward Norton's character says, a 30-year-old boy, you know? But within that, the, the thing that to answer the question about what I think people in general, I'd hate to spend the like only guys like this movie because I'm sure we're not alone. Mm. But the thing that people gravitate toward to is the little instances of, uh, of that wild idea of, you know, giving up your life in a condo to go live in a dilapidated mm-hmm. apartment, getting rid of all your material possessions and abandoning you know, your fear of death and all that stuff. It's the same reason that people identify with the Joker character in The Dark Knight. Nobody or karate. <laughs> or, sure, karate. I never cared about the actual fights because getting in a fight doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. I don't care about, and I don't want to fight my friends. No, me either. But, you know, when people watch The Dark Knight and they see the Joker, it's not like, oh, I want to kill people <laughs> and wreck a city. I hope not. But something about this, like, wild romantic idea of what would it be like to be someone who's so free that, like, they're, you know, he, he laughs when he's thrown from a building. Like, that's a fascinating character to watch. And Tyler Durden's a fascinating character to watch because he's so free in that sense that he embraces chaos over order and that he embraces fearlessness over you know, concern for even his own well-being. But that's not the main thrust of the movie. That's just an element right. of a movie. I think, honestly, people like it because it's, it's an offbeat, weird movie. It's unconventional. It's not like yeah. other movies, and it's entertaining. And it's shot well, and it's written well, and, like, the screen adaption is great. The original book is fantastic. David Fincher is, was coming into his own. This is, like, his fourth movie, and he's nailing it, and it's just, like just artistically a really great movie as well in my paradigm i'm not there's something in me that doesn't naturally think i have to be in charge of everything that's i mean i have places Mm -hmm. where i do feel that way but i think even some of the societies some of society's expectations of men and women are obviously different and evolving and changing all the time yeah but i can appreciate that that feels liberating or fun to watch i've seen it i've seen that kind of response in my dad and my brother and random times. I know to, it sounds weird. To Fight Club? No, to like, to society. Like, oh. where I can just tell my dad will be like, ah, like, I don't, this, yeah. you know, thing or whatever. And he just it doesn't want to have to wear pants all the time right. or something <laughs> weird like that. I mean, he's not creepy and he's not that's, doing anything that's weird. the fight we all But fight. I mean, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, he's just like, I don't buy his pants because he's full, you know, or whatever. Which sounds so dumb. But I think I can, like, it helps to hear yeah. that. But in... <laughs> it's still hard for me to go like, but you have to get through. You've been very forgiving about like the vi- <laughs> the violence and the uh, the arson. Like no <laughs> resolution. Yeah. Like, well, to and me, th- and there's not. You're pulling out. I thought the, some of the lines were really profound. I really did think that, and I was thinking, listen for those because you care i've heard you say yeah, you care about him totally but i'm like <coughs> that was like what like I think one one squillionth of the movie the resolution thing doesn't in any way bother me because i What's think the resolution you there, mean the i don't think the there film? has to be one i think that an, amb- an ambiguous unknown ending is a mark either of lazy writing or excellent literature and here i think it's a mark of excellent literature the fact that we okay. stuff the credit card buildings still explode and fall to the ground but Tyler is gone, and at the end, whoever Edward Norton's name is takes Marla Singer's hands of his own volition, not out of like sexual deviance, not out of, um, em- not even out of empathy because she might have breast cancer, but just because, as he has come to know who he truly is, he chooses her. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. Uh, I think he's crazy. You think he's still fully crazy? By way of like, yeah. I mean, right. He just shot it through his head. <laughs> You'd be kidding. I mean, yeah. like, I'm sitting there thinking, this baby awesome. is a psychopath. Move uh-huh. on. And she's crazy town too. But oh, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Not you so. still have this whole crew of people downstairs, bro. 
Like, what are <laughs> you true. doing? They're like, just hanging out in their black shirts. You just destroyed a city. And, I mean... No, it's, just it's, the it's financial in, district. The, I think the thing that bothers me is this movie feels inconsequential. And that's so weird to me. That this sucker has had no consequence for anything. Even in oh, his the mental... character. His he mental, no he's mentally yeah. ill. Like, very severely <laughs> mentally uh-huh. ill. And I'm not trying to deconstruct. I don't want to ruin your movie like you, you ruined my two movies. No, good. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I am like, this baby, I just like, when it speaks to something empowering, I'm still going, what? Yeah, but it sounds to me like you're, you know, you're going to Jaws and asking why there's no romance. You know, there's, if if you had to classify Fight Club as anything, and it, it defies genre classification. Yeah, I think that a black comedy is the the closest thing mm-hmm. that you could get. Yeah, because the the movie plays itself up even in its darkest moments for humor. Some of the most outrageous yeah. and offensive things in the movie are played right for humor, and that I mean the 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 appeal of black comedy or gallows humor, whatever you want to call it is not in the actual shock value, but in the idea that the, that this type of material would be played for comedy. That's what's funny about black comedy, not like violence is funny, but the idea that violence would be played for comedy right. can be funny. Um, you know, and that's the stuff of, of great satire. But I think in, in Fight Club, I, I really, even though I love all the philosophical stuff or I love to like look for and deconstruct, but I don't think Fight Club takes itself terribly seriously. I think no. that even though it has these great quotable lines in it that you think, oh, wow, there's actually a, some profound truth in that little bit or there's, that's really interesting that, and all that stuff's lifted right out of the novel. Um, it, even so, my experience with it is still just like, what a cool movie. What a cool movie to be so different. This I can't believe that a f- major studio <laughs> funded and made this movie and the ride that it took to get there. I mean, there's there's just stories about some of the more uh, <laughs> some of the more <laughs> darker things in the movie that going one back and forth line. with the studio and them going like, guys, y- y- you just we can't put this right in this movie. Yeah, and I, isn't this supposed to be funny? And what are y'all doing? And and David Fincher and and Brad Pitt and Edward Norton. Um, really believing in in the material and the right. kind of just the uniqueness of the material, and it makes me think of like we had this conversation before about I don't remember what it was about, but here on the show we talked about what is a movie even for? Remember doing doing this whole thing and like yeah, mm-hmm. isn't that. there a place to just have like movies for the sake of spectacle and to be like yeah we can have something to say it doesn't have to be coherent it doesn't have to be comprehensive we can say some stuff we can do jokes we can have like spectacle for the sake of spectacle and then you can just end the thing and that's what a movie going experience is like and to me fight club is kind of like that honestly all the man and woman stuff i didn't think about for years you know when i first was read the critiques of the movie and all this machismo garbage and all this stuff i was like oh really i didn't i didn't even really catch i mean i caught on to the idea of like fatherlessness and estrangement from society but like you know the idea that like we're men so let's beat each other up was just like oh i just thought it was like a a motif i just thought like this would be neat have them have an underground fighting club you know and those actors are at the time were really cool and they're still really cool they are and boy do they look good with their shirts off wasn't decently entertaining I think I think <laughs> I would say that. <laughs> she, you can't see her face yeah. uh, in your she headphones. Squinted but she squinted so much. She made a face like as soon as she said that, she didn't know if it was true. Yeah, she's I very know. indifferent about Did it. Did I lie to myself just then? I, I think I haven't walked away from the movie and had time to think about it. You know, like you guys were like, I walked away and was like, hmm. I feel like I'm like, I don't know what just happened. And I want to be able to be cool about it. Like, oh, it was so weird and artistic. But. I'm not there yet. Well, I you don't just have feel to. You like don't have to ever yeah, get there, Beth. That's, I know, yeah, but I you're allowed your opinion. It's allowed to be different to ours. What do you think about I 1999 uh, Brad Pitt? Obviously, he's an attractive fellow, but he does have like a goatee. Terrible yeah, hair. A little mustache does. at one point. That kind of a mullet with a flat yeah. top. You know, Brad's never really done it for me, if I'm being honest. Oh. He's not my type. All right. I know it. I, I, it's like in a lineup. What about 1999 Ed Norton looking so good? He's so tiny in this movie. I love Ed Norton, though. I loved him in Italian Job, <laughs> and I loved him was good in, in Italian Job. American History X. When he was uh, I mean, I had huge. to turn my head a lot in that one, but... Yeah, sure. Um, it's, 
So I'm fantastic. a huge fan. I was so surprised. I didn't know who was in the movie. So, <laughs> I mean, I knew Brad Pitt was in the movie. I didn't know Ed Norton was. And Jared Leto? Leto, yeah. Leto? Mm-hmm. I didn't know who he was. I could never, I could never the pick him out baby. in a movie. I know, yeah. but when you said that, I was like, oh, I can never pick him out in any movie he's in. So I felt disappointed about You'll that. You'll probably be able to figure out who he is in Suicide Squad this summer. Yeah. I won't see that. He's called the Joker. But, yeah. Um, His hair is And green. what's her name? What's her name? Helena Bonham Carter. She's, yeah, she did, she's so great. She's a delight. I just, every time I see her in this movie, I think, you think somewhere Tim Burton saw a clip from this mm-hmm. and he was like, well, I've got to marry that lady. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> do. I think she that. Gave, she gave that bridesmaid dress monologue and he's like, oh, dang, that's a one for me. He was like, do I have a choice? I mean, yeah. does she really look like this right. in real life? She's I, the weirdest, creepiest looking girl in the world. During the movie, I was thinking, <laughs> is this when yeah. he, yeah, fell he fell in love, love with her? Yeah. He's like, hey, let me animate this thing and see if she'll do a voice for it and then seduce her. Because for <laughs> her to play this role is like so... Beca- if you if you had seen it first, seen her in this role before you saw any other weird role, other darker roles she's been in, yeah. you'd be like, oh, okay. But since we've only seen her as like, Bleh, like Yeah, queer, Bellatrix like Lestrange queer. and yeah. Goth, it's sort of like, lady. Right. It's sort of like, what are you the doing? The queen of hearts with a giant Where's hair? the rest of your makeup? <laughs> it's pretty funny, though, if you listen to the commentary when you watch the movie, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. So uh, great. She is so serious and gets deep and philosophical and the dudes are just making jokes and not taking it seriously. (laughs) It's kind of a twist. Brad Pitt just keeps saying we're underlit, Fincher. (laughs) (laughs) Which they were. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the... What does that mean? uh, The light? Yeah, Yeah, it was dark. It was dark. Uh, A friend of mine was... <laughs> said once that he assumed when Helena Bonham Carter gave birth to Tim Burton's baby that it must have like done a cartwheel out of the womb with like a a, a black and white striped like jumper a already on and, and opened the <laughs> umbrella <laughs> instantly. Yeah, I know it. I think that too. With dark circles around its eyes. Yeah. I know. And oh, they I just each other and for cried. sure. It looked tired straight away. It came out just oh. like oh, looked like a mini member of the Cure. So what, you know, tell me about this, Bethany. Um, you start the movie and it's, it's, it's kind of strange from the get-go. It opens up with a scene and a shot of Edward Norton's after you get the weird CG opening credits. Which, did, did Brian Singer just steal that for X-Men? <laughs> the sure next year? I'm like, oh, so cool. Good job. Brian Singer watched Falcon and went, hey, that's cool. That's I could do great. that. Let's have the no, camera just moving yeah. back over. No, no one's watched this Fight Club movie and everyone hates it, so no one will realize that I fully just... N- took that for x-men one and two so you see that then you see the gun in his mouth and you're thinking okay what's going on here i'm bethany i like to watch movies what's happening at what point does the tide start to turn in your head where you're like what's going on here what's 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 up with this and then at what point after that where you just like i'm not sure about this one was it me is that was that early on that was the breaking point i thought it was gonna be like a um when he, when it was clear he was an insomnia, I guess when the first scene I was thinking, oh, okay, he got himself in trouble. Whatever it is, he got himself in trouble. And mm-hmm. then I was thinking with his, and, and it's so. You having trouble with the word tonight? Ins- it happens to me all insomnia? the time. Insomnia? Insomnia. Insomnia? I don't know why. It's late. Um, yeah. It's early for I was our thinking, listeners. Late for oh, mm, he's not well, like a well person. So he's going to go postal. That's what I was thinking. Okay. That's you it. nailed it. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking Got he's it. he's not well but and he's gonna be either manipulated by this person, which is sort of what you think the whole time. Right. Uh or because he's vulnerable. Like mm-hmm. clearly the setup is this is a very vulnerable, weak baby. Yeah. Um and then I, I think the uh when did I think it was like mm, I don't know. Did the they viol- lose you early on with the violence, with the fighting? Not super early. It's a long movie. So it is so long. Yeah, it is. Like, I don't know, hour and a half. I don't know. It just started getting more violent. Yes. It, it, it was like, oh, up. okay, a little fight. Um, okay, you're getting your, like, out. Um, but then I'm like, um, yeah, it just started to get darker. And it just keeps getting darker and darker and darker and darker. And then you've got, he's like a sex addict or a weirdo. And you're like. And that's the first time I thought, this other baby may not be real. <laughs> <laughs> when because Edward Norton and Helena Bottom Carter are talking are in, in the, the kitchen. In the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-uh, something's yep. off. This I, guy. I noticed that you didn't care for the shot of uh, Meatloaf's vis- you know, decimated head. 
Is Meatloaf the guy with the boobs? Yeah. Yeah. I was curious. That's him. Robert Paulson. It was good to see him again. About Meatloaf? Yeah. I like him. Didn't he sing that one song? Yeah. He did sing any Any number of songs. Which one is it? Let's hear Anything but love or something? I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. But I won't. I think about that Eminem commercial. That's yeah. how I remember it. Bad Out of Hell, one of the greatest selling records of yeah. all time. Yeah, Way Bethany, what'd you think of Brad Pitt's wardrobe throughout the movie? That should have been a clear giveaway. When he, was he wasn't even really on the plane, I was like, <laughs> he wasn't even on the plane. I, when he was yeah. on the plane, he was wearing like a spaghetti shirt or something with his <laughs> leather jacket. And I was like, something. No, on the plane, he has that red check blazer on. It's odd. Yeah. Was he wearing the warm up pants the whole time, even on the plane? Yes, with with boots, he has like the sweatpants on. Yeah, yeah, and like a button down, a really weird print button down, and must have been fun for the uh, the wardrobe department. Oh yeah, put him in these ridiculous that crazy like tank top he has at the end. That's like half a belly shirt and has just like weird like black (laughs) exploitation stuff on. You're like, what What is that? What did we just watch recently that we said? How come they address that character just like Tyler Durden through the whole movie? Oh. Now, now I know who Tyler Durden is. I feel really glad about that. It's like yeah. a pop culture thing I should know. And I felt like this was a great performance by Brad Pitt. I was actually, I don't know that I've ever seen him anything where I thought, well, that was Was good. it one of the X-Men movies? Oh, I They had one of the X-Men. Was that one of the X-Men? That's good. That might be because we always, Brad Pitt gets picked on because of. He's usually himself. Usually himself. But this is like. What's his name? If there was a role he was born to play, this might have been the one. I think so. He did a great. I just was like, look at you. Your mom can be proud. Sort of. Yeah. She can watch this. She can be proud of you splicing wings into. It goes into rows. That uh, Brad Pitt, maybe Brad Pitt's bread and butter should be playing crazy people because Fight Club and Twelve Monkeys are his oh absolutely his standout roles yeah. as like wow he can really act sometimes yeah. and then you see him in like Twelve Years a Slave and you're like what are you doing go sit down hey but he, I mean also I think Fincher brings Fincher brings the best out of him like Seven Fight Club Curious Case of Benjamin Button yeah Seven and Fight Club more than the Curious yeah Case sure of totally <laughs> like. Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Never like, know what's coming for you. Yeah, that was, you know, well, Forrest Gump Part 2. Um, but Seven and Fly Club, he's fantastic in both of them. And, you know, this is uh, one, I, I can think of only a couple of examples like this, but with the exception of two scenes in the movie, this movie is is almost beat for beat the most fa- faithful adaptas- adaptation I've ever seen from a novel. I think of this in like Silence of the Lambs right. is also exactly like the book. Yeah, totally. So yeah, people always ask, go ahead. Well, it's just one of those things, people, it, this one, it actually helped make the story make more sense, the yeah, movie. because it's, it's such like, a visual book. Yeah, it's one of the rare times that you're like, it's not necessarily better than the book, but it's super comparable because the book is hard to understand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's good, but you the philosophy comes out so much more because it's so weird. This one, you can like watch it and it's... It's helpful. Yeah. Very helpful. I think American Psycho is pretty book. close as well. There's just some... No, it's not. It's so different. And well, there's in every way needed things to be omitted because <laughs> you could never put them in a movie and have well, people watch them. People, so people often ask when uh, if Fight Club comes up and they're like, "Oh, that was a book, and the, is the book oh. good? Which one's better?" And I'm like, honestly, if you've seen the movie, it's it's a lot like reading the yeah. book. Uh, the fir- apparently the first draft of the screenplay came back. They had bought this. Someone sent the the book to Fincher and was like, "We've got to get this thing. We've got to adapt it." And uh, he was like, fine, I'll read this stupid book. And he read it in a night, and he was like, oh, my, we have to. We have yeah. to do this. Um, so we hired a screenwriter. They started working on it, and the first draft came back with no voiceover. No in No narrator at all? No narration That's whatsoever. Absurd. Because it's like a faux pas sure. in the screenwriting world to have voiceover. It's right. laziness. It's lazy, lazy yeah. And David Fincher Or it's like d- told to be genius, like when Wes Anderson does it, people are like, oh my gosh, he had a narrator at the beginning of Royal Tenenbaums, yeah. and I'm like, all right, yeah. either it's lazy or it's genius, you can't, just because it's Wes Anderson, <laughs> yeah. say it's genius. Well, Wes Anderson puts something in the middle of a screen, and everyone just gives right. it a standing ovation. Like, oh my gosh, just he Just because he centers his shots doesn't make him Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 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 Sure, oh, he used the wide lens, oh my gosh. It's like, <laughs> hey, y'all, watch a Stanley Kubrick movie, and right. everyone's going, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, hold on, I've <laughs> seen this before, yeah. Um, but the, so the thing came back with no narration or no voiceover, and David Fincher was like, are you stupid? Did you read this book? How are we possibly going to make this movie with no inner monologue? Yeah. Because the inner monologue is the primary. I can't even remember it. (laughs) 
<laughs> Every time you heard Edward Norton speak, 80% of it, his mouth wasn't moving. Did, oh. it, oh. did it occur to you that uh, he, to, well. he had no name in the movie? Yeah, did you figure that out? Yeah. It did occur to me. I feel like he's jammed a lot Wasn't of Rupert? Uh, <laughs> Rupert, Rupert and Cornelius, Cornelius Jack, Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, I didn't. I at one. I almost. I don't know if I said it out loud, but I was like, "Why does he keep saying Jack?" He's referring back to that book. Those mm-hmm. books, right? Yeah, Jack can't feel his something. Whatever. Yeah, I'm and Jack's. I was thinking, that's not who you are. No, I don't know what your name. I don't know who you are, but that's not your name. So I did think that, and I think there must be some hidden stuff in here that i guess if you watched it again you would see i could totally see that that would be a, a thing did you see any of the single frame splices of brad pitt that flash in the movie long before he ever at the is photocopier in the and the doctor's office and there's one other place that i can't remember i thought that was um part of his insomnia it is. It is. But it's like Tyler oh, Durden starting like a, to so like yeah. blip in. That's what I thought. Like he's yeah. not. But I didn't realize it was Tyler Durden. I just thought, oh, yeah. he's starting to something is happening. Right. Like, like a weird visual thing. Yeah. That's, which is another. This is one of the things about the unconventional nature of Fight Club that's so fun. The movie's, uh, dare I use a word like brave, brave enough to take certain risks that most mainstream movies, even a movie like this, wouldn't take. There's uh, some subtle third wall breaking when they, the, the conclusion of the movie, the narrator mentions that now the viewer is caught back up to right. mm-hmm. to where the movie began, and then Brad Pitt says flashback humor. Yeah. And you're like, I oh, still we're, can't we're watching him. I laughed That's a great. few times. And every and now and then they look right at the camera when they say a punchline or something. Yeah, and yep. there's that moment where Brad Pitt delivers the speech about you're not your khakis or how much yep. money you have in the bank. And the there's this like gate weave where the film right. starts to you like, like see the edge of the frame. The it's like because you're watching a movie and they've already established this fact that he, you know, like messes with yep. he's a projectionist and he messes with so there's this like thread of self referential meta stuff going on that makes the movie even that line about like not being like a rock star and he looks directly at Jared Leto who was a rock star is still a a rock star seems like you're reaching no man that's like a who just made Tab do a double double take he was in what was that is it called the number three in it three seconds to Mars was that 30 30 seconds to Mars takes a little bit longer than you thought (laughs) sorry I didn't learn that from the Martian maybe maybe you should look him up and then tell us about it next time you're on the show yeah Tweet about but this it. This is not called You Hate Jared Leto's Band. It's called no. You Hate Movies. Well, I don't want to hate it. I don't want to hate it. But you do. But, but it's no, it. I can't tell it. what I feel. I feel disoriented. I feel you like can, I you can wait something. 17 years like Tab and watch it again. I feel like maybe. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to Tab for a second. So, yeah. What? yeah, why were you spending all that time doing yard work <laughs> instead of watching because Fight Club again? <laughs> there was a baby shower and a birthday party at my house. Oh, so you had to groom everything. Okay. Yeah, you have to. People coming over. (laughs) That's why it's great living in an apartment. I don't have to rake no leaves. So let's let's say this. Let's say hypothetically, for the sake of argument, you're Tab, right? Okay. You see this movie in theaters. I'm human. (laughs) You're a human person. You go to the movies in 1999 and you walk out going, hey, how about that? Fun time. Were you with like buddies or anything? Probably. I can't remember that far back, but yeah. You mean you don't like remember with specificity every element of your movie going experience no, not, from nineteen ninety nine? I remember a little bit of this one, you know. Just with the lovely uh cut ins and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was texting Patrick and I was like, Yeah, I remember is that the one with the uh, Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's what how he so identified it. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> it stands <laughs> out. Man yeah. <laughs> that, are those the ones with the man shots? <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. it stands yeah. out. Even that, even that there's a f- single frame at the on the last shot of the movie, right. yeah. it's just like a laugh, you know, a, a punchline. That's yeah. for, that's for boys. Yeah, yeah I just crap. feel like it's, it's like, like sure. it's I juvenile. think that's cute that he made a movie for boys. That's like I, mean, I do, I think that's like awesome. I'm that's like, Fincher's oh, okay. thing is that his his whole thing is like people are perverts, and he always says it like with this sly little grin on his face. Well, no, like just that. like in Benjamin Button, man. Yeah, so perverted. so depraved. <laughs> that Mark Zuckerberg, so perverted. <laughs> anyway, so you're Tab. You go to the movie with your buddies in 1999. You're like, oh, that was funny. Hey, how about that? Pretty pretty out there, huh, guys? Then all this time goes by. During that time, has Fight Club ever occurred to you? 
what actually being a part of Fight Club? No, I just like oh. that, that the movies out there and exist. We don't, we don't talk about it. Fight has Club. anything ever reminded you, or like, has it ever come up, or just tonight? I don't know. You're like, oh wait, yeah, I saw that in the theater. I'd watch that again. I I'm pretty sure that over the time, yeah, I've thought about it and stuff, but uh, not like I said, I've only watched it one other time, at least that I can remember, because I can't remember a lot of things apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but but when. Uh, Patrick texted me tonight about coming to see it and be a part of it. Like a few things, like parts of the movie did come up. And I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that part. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, so as then I was someone, curious how, how she was going to, yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, you watch the, it's funny because Abby of all people, I was, you know, we lost her in the night. She, she has the attention span for you hate movies. It's very thin. Um, and she was watching Fight Club with us tonight. She, Abby, of all people who doesn't care for a great deal of movies, likes Fight Club. It, every time I put it in, she watches it and she laughs and yeah. like she's some kind of pervert herself. Mm. But uh, you're watching it with this room where you've Fincher got mixed so. company. There's, uh, there's guys and gals you haven't seen in a long time. Are you thinking in your head, like, oh, I wonder what in the world. Did you know that Bethany hadn't seen it before we watched it? Or did you think we were all familiar with it? I th- wasn't sure. Okay. I was curious how y- you were going to feel throughout the knowing what I had already seen years ago. <laughs> I, I was kind of, I was interested to hear. And then when, when you reacted, you, yeah. So I was enjoying, I'm enjoying this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. The thing I love about watching movies with Bethany, one of my favorite people in the world to watch a movie with, because she actually gets into a movie for better or for worse, likes the movie, doesn't like the movie. She's going to have a strong visible reaction to it that I th- I find wonderfully refreshing that if you go see a movie that's at all tense or upsetting she's horrified and she covers her faces and she jumps <laughs> yeah. and she makes yeah. noises Bethy commits yeah. like none other you watch it's wonderful a movie that just has like an element of humor in it and she cracks up and she <laughs> loves Robert Downey and she's gonna so I knew it would be an experience <laughs> one way or the other but I've also watched some movies that went too far for uh, Bethany's fragile psyche, <laughs> and uh, and that experience was unpleasant. Where she was yeah. just like, "I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do it. Turn it off." <laughs> Which one? But no, you, you made it. Oh, you I made, made it. it, and I'm, I want to be committed to the. I really care about the experience. So I was going to be in this movie, but I was feeling so angry when he was bullying that one guy. <laughs> being like grow up i want to be like you are t- i just got into it where i want, wanted to yell at everybody oh when they're waiting on the porch for project mayhem no, that when they part did that to that poor um guy who was at the convenience store oh women k hessel i'm like you are just a mean bully <laughs> i hate you did you did you see into tyler's mad. head after you found out what he was really doing did you feel differently about it yeah i mean point? i'm like oh okay you are nuts <laughs> <laughs> you were just nuts but i was thinking you know what like uh when he has a m- the mental illness helped me it was like oh okay yeah you're He's like crazy way okay. out here that really helped me feel like okay i don't hate this but the you know i think the problem here's one of the problems i had this grandiose expectation about what this movie was about and it is nothing, <laughs> not even remotely. You thought it was going to be Hook, right? <laughs> like yeah. closer to Hook than a Jason Bourne you know, movie. And I expected it to be kind of crass and vulgar because every, you know, people have kind of forewarned me. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is not. I thought I was going to feel inspired and like have more insight into the male brain, and <laughs> and then I'm more like, oh, or you know, I just hear men rally around it, and this. I thought, oh, it's a Fight Club where they like. Like, oh, I felt like more, be, maybe more like Karate Kid. <laughs> like, oh, he's going to learn to wax on and wax off and get control of this person and like yeah. make a wise choice and yeah. choose to channel that rage that he has. But I'm like, this sucker is just sick. Like, and that's, yeah, he's nuts. that's the story. But so then I was like having a harder time as I was sitting there and going, why do you like, why, what are you, con- my frustration is just why, what were you connecting to? And I was frustrated because I was having a hard time connecting. Well, it was and I certainly if you were expecting out. something like a mix between Hook, The Born Identity, <laughs> and The Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get the that. The remake with Will Smith's son, the new Karate Kid? No, the old one. Oh, Daniel okay. West's the good name. one. Daniel son. I want to know who you talked to that set you up for these expectations. Is this just like the pieces <laughs> that you formed in your mind? Because of the way that we talk about yeah, it I around you? Or I've heard even dudes mention it like... 
you know, like when you're out with a group of people and there's like guys at the end of the table or something, they're like, oh, yeah, well, Fight Club. Yeah. Oh, rawr, yeah, it was so good. <laughs> we and never like, talk yeah, about Fight Club like, like that. Oh, to clarify, and then even when we've talked growling. about it, you guys are like, oh, it's so. And even you talking about how you mention it here and there mm-hmm. really intentionally because it great lines. And yeah. So and I'm like, oh, OK, then it must have like a lot of depth. So I think I was like looking for like this is going to move me to something. And mm-hmm. and so I think I just needed to re-shift my expectations a tiny bit. I don't want people to think I'm like hating on the movie. I just, it was just weird. We're here to validate your experience. I don't know. I was hoping that you would have an interesting, funny reaction. Yeah, it makes it more interesting to listen to if, if we I all don't love the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already sitting around talking about how great it is. people being like beaten till their heads come off. Like, I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> Just pops right like, off. Like, or just punching, to, punching, to punching, be clear, punching. that's not in the movie. Right. Well, like, p- punching so much and, like, yeah, punching someone's kidney. I'm like, I can feel that somehow mm. in my body or something. Like that part with Lou where he just wails on mm-hmm. Brad Pitt. And I, yeah, and I just... You don't know where I've been, Lou. Ooh. And so, anyway, I, I just part. felt like I can't... It's really hard for me to digest that, especially because... He, and I guess now like, I'm feeling the genius of it because we're talking about it more. But I'm oh, like, great. easy turnaround. Yeah. He really <laughs> ruined. No, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't like tell anyone to see it. I would oh. just in my. I'm just like, oh, I appreciate it because he's like crescendoing and it keeps getting more and more grotesque and vulgar mm-hmm. to the point where you are, I guess, as the watcher, not supposed to be able to handle it much more, and you break with him. You break when he goes into his break. It sounds like you just have such an insightful take on the yeah. movie. I love it. I wish yeah, I was that's like great. The, wasn't that what Brad was doing the yeah. whole time? Was you feel taking sudden, yeah. to the limit. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I was going to the limit too. I'm like, have such this a is over. This is. It's, <laughs> and then not. guess what? He sees him, and then I'm like, oh, okay, we're all breaking down. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, not a, a roller coaster. No, sort. no sarcasm. You you seem to understand the movie better than most than a lot of people yeah yeah i think you straight just you really your reaction wise insight to uh, an accurate take on the movies what the movie has to say is just different yeah mm-hmm. than ours but mm-hmm. i thought it would be fun to end with a few of the negative uh reviews oh gosh from from fight club and see if you find your own critiques in any of these just a just a handful of them what do you mm-hmm. guys think you ready for well, i usually yeah. align with the professionals so yeah okay well jamie bernard of the new york daily news said oh for the time when men were men and were encouraged to beat the tar out of one another that's the world fight club mm-hmm. for and oh. sarcastically and he hates movies man that's awful um i so think that's a narrow ish bethy just rolled her interpretation, eyes interpretation yeah, but okay, i don't so. think it's like a totally narrow i think that is one of the themes that can be received messages received yeah there is something there yeah, about pe- that but people they seem fight to in this movie they seem to miss that the fight club itself it doesn't end up being a good or helpful right thing mm-hmm. um david denby of the new yorker said we're meant to take the male bonding and the blood rituals as protest against the sterility of corporate life and modern design but Fincher's sadomasochistic kicks overwhelm any possible social critique. Only if you're dumb. Mm. What do you think? You should say something thoughtful about that. I should say something sure. thoughtful about that? <laughs> Someone say something thoughtful about that because you all care about the movie. You think that I get it, but I think it's a harsh critique. I don't think that's... You think yeah. the, f- the fighting think overwhelms accurate. the underlying message, Patrick? I think, David... I don't. I think the fighting... I think it pushes... The whole agenda. It's, it's not mm-hmm. supposed to overwhelm. It's supposed yeah. to take you to a place. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a plot device. It's not a, yeah. yeah, it's a plot device. It's not overwhelming. It is intense, though. Hmm. Oh, yeah. This David Denby guy seems to miss that. It seems like David Fincher also would like like to have fun with a, with a dark movie, with this movie. It's not like um, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo or uh, or even Social Network. It's, it's as funny as it is upsetting. And I yeah. can understand a fellow like this guy. He's got, you know, glasses and kind of looks like a square. Oh, I don't hey trust man. him. I don't trust hey, him. Hey, I got glasses and look like a square. You get out of here. <laughs> I got glasses too. <laughs> yeah, we're, <laughs> we're all. You don't look as much. You guys aren't really squarish. How about this guy, Brogan Morris from Movie Mezzanine? He said, Fight Club may be iconic and technically proficient, but it's more distant than perhaps any film to attain modern classic status. What the heck does that mean? That's a lot of words. Wait, he's saying that there's 
every other film that's ever been made in the modern era is more likely to be a modern classic than Fight Club. That man hates movies. Yeah, he just uh, that seems kind of strange. I don't even yeah. really know. Mission to Mars is, is on that <laughs> list. <laughs> and then finally, Peter Bradshaw of The Guardian says, Fight Club jettisons its sense of humor 60 minutes in. And so far from satirizing the tiresome, quote-unquote, crisis of masculinity stuff, sloshing around the airwaves either side of the Atlantic, the film simply endorses it. So he seems to be arguing that uh, in rather than making a satire out of the whole like crisis of manhood, which the movie obviously seems to be doing, it ends up uh, playing into its own, yeah, it. and, yeah, and endorsing the like what what Bethany was saying. But I think there's what Bethany's saying is accurate. It's just how you receive that in information. Sure, they yeah. are. They do continue to be babies they do continue to have arrested development they do continue to be mentally ill throughout the course of the movie and they don't resolve anything i watch it and i think that's the kind of the comedy and tragedy of the movie and other people watch it and think that's so stupid well i think it's a testament even that she as as a wise person but she pulled out all the things that we even uh, bethany even bethany the, the super fans joke. Here, it yeah. sounded like that. We pull out the same mm-hmm. ideas and the same elements because it's a it's an effective film. It's a good movie. Yeah, and I think I can give credit where credit's due on that. Like, it's a very I can respect anyone who's willing to think deeply about stuff and to present it in an art form. I have a lot of respect for that. Okay, okay. And so I would give Fincher that little nod or tip of the hat. Wow, I'll but pass I that think, on. I'm sure I he'll appreciate it. It's it was grotesque for my little psyche, so it's been hard to translate it as like, well, that was beneficial. <laughs> and I think about, and I know movies don't have to be, they're entertainment, but I think about how it's impacted men that I know and women that I know, but mostly I don't think I know a woman who's seen it now except for Abby and myself. But You guys are the coolest. My I'm wife's like, seen it's it. It's obviously impacted you for good, or it's mo- it's moved you. You, you obviously feel we inspired like it, yeah. by it or something yeah. that you quote or it or that yeah. you talk about it. So I think it's just like I have to leave that where it is and go, I just don't think I feel, I don't know where I would connect myself and all of that because it feels super foreign. I don't know how to explain it to you, but it's like, what are you doing? And I feel that constantly in my head. I'm just like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why would you do that? Stop doing that. You're being mean. Stop it. You're just, yeah. That's how I feel about like Nicholas Sparks movies. I'm like, that's from another land that I don't understand. And I think at least I understand. I think maybe then I understand some angst that maybe sometimes other people feel when they watch my movies, but I want to connect in. I want to be like, Oh, I get it. But I don't think I do. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Late. I feel swirly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the best way to uh, end what has been a beautiful experience sharing Fight Club <laughs> for the first time with Bethany and only for the second time ever yes. with Tab. You're welcome yeah. for that, by the Thank way. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, is to ask the question that, um, that the two protagonists of the film ask one another. If you could fight anyone... Would you fight? And yes, I know we actually don't want to fight anybody. You know, I'm a pacifist. I would never hurt another, no, me another person. But let's just say, let's play to the movie's rules. Bethany? Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fast. That's so fast and so good. That's who I want to fight. Done. Oh, my That's gosh. So two redheads just going at it. Take your toupee off, bud. Does, uh, does anyone have anything any, anything better? Anyone no, better? No, I think no. that does. I would say I want to fight Arnold just so I can meet Arnold. Oh my gosh, that would <laughs> be amazing. But he's not going to talk to you. He's just going to grunt and be like, Would you fight Arnold now or like baby. Arnold circa like 84? Like Terminator Arnold? I don't know. Maybe I can move around him quicker. because he's That's true because so he's older. So but yeah, he's, he's still, still so, so big. big. <laughs> so huge. So much bulk. <laughs> Who just crushed yeah, your skull. He doesn't move as well as he used to though. Yeah, no, but wouldn't it be great to meet Arnold? Oh yeah. It's like, it's a pleasure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. this is so great. Is that, is that why you want to fight Donald? Because you want to meet him? <laughs> yeah, you just want to hang yeah. out with D-Trump? Mm-mm, I want to help that baby. Mm. Matt, Matt, who would you fight? Man, I don't know. This is difficult to think about. Um, I would maybe fight this one kid who used to bully me in school. Oh, stop. Now <laughs> oh it's got to be a celebrity. Real angst oh. coming out. That's oh, too personal. No. Come All on. right. I don't know. I would you can't fight. make people empathize with you. Oh, sorry. Sorry for having feelings, you guys. <laughs> 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 I 
I don't know. Gosh, the, the answers in the movie are so good, Gandhi. I, I don't know. There are a lot of people I think you would want to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're all like people I know who I secretly have like issue with in my heart oh. that no, I need like to maybe like deal Republicans with. Republicans or something. Yeah, I mean, I'd fight like whichever chump made it okay for people to carry guns into my daughter's school. I'd fight that guy. <laughs> you got to find him personally. Yeah, find that it one was guy. You. Yeah, okay. tab. Can you think of anyone that you would have Can to Can I follow up with? your question with a question? Sure. Which was in the movie? Mm-hmm. Does it have to be living or not? No, no. living. Living or living dead. Or dead. Mm. Uh, the one came to my mind was Andre the Giant. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that's amazing. That's so gutsy. That's so good. I like Andre. He could just jump on his back like in the Princess I mean, Bride. Rest <laughs> in peace, baby. Yeah. yeah. You know he had to poop in bathtubs in Japan because the toilets were too small. <laughs> that's a that's real fact. A <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> and, that's, and that's why. Yeah, that's why. Josh, <laughs> here's a bathtub. You know what to do. Who would you fight? Yeah, who would you fight? Because uh, you've been thinking about this for a while. Not like us. No, you would spring it on us. No, I haven't. But I, uh, you know, off the top of my head, maybe I would fight Jason Voorhees. You know, from oh the my Friday gosh, the 13th movies. Because uh, from what movie? Friday, Friday the Thirteenth. Oh. Um, because one, it'd be over really, f- really yeah, fast. Right, so he'd just yeah. machete you up. Well, you know, in in part eight, I believe he punches that fellow, and his head flies. <laughs> 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 Yeah, he did. Uh, that, that you gotta fact check which part that is before you say the spoiler at the Can beginning he, of the isn't episode. Isn't he like a zombie? Uh, I don't know. It's up to he's dead. He was right. dead at some point. He's uh, depends on the movie. Then it's not. Well, I guess dead or alive. <laughs> he's, he's both. Yeah, I guess he's like the cat. He's like what's his name? Schroeder's cat. Schroeding his cat. cat. Yeah. Who's Schroeder? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. I mean, surely one of you guys or gals or several or a great multitude of you guys and gals have an opinion about Fight Club and whether or not it holds up, whether you liked it in the first place, and now is the time to let us know. Go to youhatemovies.com and leave a comment on this episode. While you're at it, subscribe to the podcast. It's a very noble, noteworthy, and precious thing to do. Subscribe to You Hate Movies. Also, follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at You Hate Movies. If you didn't happen to notice, the summer movie season just came to an end, so next week we'll be reviewing our summer box office bets and see who won the dang thing. <laughs>